You're not a big corporation. You don't need customers three towns over or in the next state. So what do you do? Join us today as we discuss local marketing on today's Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another delightful episode of the Straight Shot Marketing Podcast. How are you, Zachary? I'm good. How are you? I'm fair to Midland. Thank you for asking. (laughs) We are taking a break from our current series, the Small Business Startup Series. And today we are going to respond to a question or topic posed by one of our viewers. They reached out to us on social media and asked us to talk more directly about local marketing. What are some tips and tricks that can be used on a local level by a business? So, Zachary, can you talk to us a little bit about local marketing? Sure. Well, first, um, you have to understand there are no gimmicks in marketing. There are new ideas and creative executions, but no gimmicks, no tricks. Local marketing just means you are marketing inside a smaller geographic reach. Uh, If you have a national campaign, you would still be doing marketing on a local level in certain cities or towns. So larger campaigns are just multiple local campaigns, plus some additional elements that kind of ride over the top of it. Chick-fil-A, Cracker Barrel, they all have broader campaigns that are usually managed by their corporate offices and their agency, but they also have local marketing carried on by their franchises, district managers, etc., and their local agencies. Everything starts with building your brand foundation. It's foundational. <laughs> you have to start with who you are, why someone should choose to do business with you, and who you are trying to do business with. Then you will have to build the basic communication tools that you will need in order to communicate that business with the public. So that's your logo, your digital footprint, website, social media, etc., your sales materials, whatever. If you are a franchise, this is usually taken care of by the corporation. If you are a small business, then, well, you are the corporation. But the very next step after that is local marketing. Then as you grow, you increase your geographic space to regional and then national and then global. But local, after that foundational step, that is the very next step. And that continues as you get bigger. So it's not local versus global. It's local and then global includes local if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of the strategies and processes that go into local marketing. So local marketing, the same as any type, will depend largely upon the industry that you're in and your specific location. So, you know, New York versus Birmingham 
versus Peachtree City. There, you know, it's going to depend on what community you're in. Now, for the purposes of today's show, I'm going to assume you've already followed all the steps that I mentioned about building your foundation. So you should already have your brand foundation supporting your business. If you don't, do that first. Yes, you can go back and look at part one of our small business startup series, an episode called Building the Foundation, if you'd like more detail on that. Then you need to identify the media and the opportunities that are available to reach your target audience within your geographic area. So whatever it is that you consider local, right? Local location, whatever you consider to be local. Now, for some places, uh, if they're on the outskirts of one town and closer to another, then that local area will include, it's not just your city limits, it's whatever is within driving distance yeah, whoever's for your, going to for drive your customers. To you. yeah. Yeah. So if you have studied your target audience, you should know where they live, work, and play. Okay, what you need to do is intersect with them in their lives with a message that's going to be beneficial to the company and make a connection with the audience. So if your audience is on Instagram, you develop a strategy for Instagram. If they frequent the local golf course, you develop a strategy that's going to meet them on the local golf course. If they go to the movie theater, you're going to want to advertise there. It really is that simple. The challenge after you've done your homework is in developing the right messaging to position yourself correctly in the marketplace and influence their buying decisions. Now, how do you know where your audience live, lives, works, and plays? Consumer research. Um, of course. <laughs> I knew the answer to that. Marketing firms like Reformation Productions will have numerous ways to conduct consumer research, but basically, you're asking them directly and gathering the information so you can analyze it and then make those determinations. You know, we we ask questions and we do exercises to reach both the left and the right side of the brain because you never know who you're going to have in the room. Uh, and that way we also get a full picture of what we need to know to develop a client strategy moving forward. Now, those tools might include surveys, one-on-one -on -one, uh, interviews, focus groups. There are several different methods available for conducting uh, research, and they all vary in their effectiveness. That meaning, you know, just how full of a picture they're going to provide and in their speed. That's how quick of a turnaround time we're going to have for the data. Uh, now, this is part of brand development, which is part of that foundation that I was discussing earlier. If you haven't had your brand developed and you have holes in it, you should go back and address that first. So those results, the results from consumer research are going to lead you in everything that you should do moving forward. Because it's all about, you know, fishing out of that pond of potential customers. If you don't know anything about those customers, it's very difficult for you to choose the right bait, so to speak. So, um, you know, we're trying to reach out to these people, make a connection with them, uh, say something that's going to influence them to choose your product. If you don't know who they are, that becomes very, very difficult. So we always do that first. So another thing about um, local marketing, uh, and you'll notice this particularly where a corporation's headquarters is, uh, uh, their local town where their headquarters is, is their their baby. That's their local market, even though they may be a national company. Uh, so they will spend extra care doing things in their home 
town in their home city. So Chick-fil-A does things in Atlanta that they don't do in other places. Um, Coca-Cola has events and things in Atlanta that they don't do in other places because they're still community focused and they're trying to say, you know, we care about our community and, and you know, support our community that we live in and, and that sort of thing. So there's uh, still a lot of things that big corporations do, again, even at the local level. Um, there's certain things that you're going to want to do in your local town that you would not do in every town. Um, and so that's a big piece, I think, of local marketing as well. We have in Atlanta, we have these Chick-fil-A cow statues <laughs> that are all over the city uh, and all over the, the metro area. They actually travel uh, where they're at different places. Have cow, uh, will travel. Yeah, so um, there's certain things like that. If you remember when um, we had the Super Bowl this last go around, uh, Pepsi sponsors the Super Bowl. Well, well, that was Pepsi fun. knew that they were coming to Coca-Cola's hometown, uh, and so they made a big deal, you know, about the fact that we talked about that in the this last Super Bowl episode. But they made a big deal about the fact that they were coming to the location, right of coca-cola headquarters so yeah when i lived in chicago not too awful long ago although it feels like a lifetime ago i lived downtown and i lived on the north side so i lived in cubby territory cubs territory <laughs> however for those of you that are not baseball fans you'll be surprised to know that there are two um, major league baseball teams in chicago there's the white Sox and the uh, chicago cubs so Whenever they have advertising, you talk about, they, they call it a Crosstown Classic because they will have war in downtown Chicago with their advertising to see who can out-advertise, who can out-market sure. the other person to try to garner fans. And the funny thing is, it's really not about whether you're a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan. It's really geographical. If you mm -hmm. live in the North Side, you better be a Cubs fan. <laughs> if you live in the South Side, you have to be a Sox fan. Now, there, Militant sports fans is a completely different there thing. There are certain stragglers that are Cubs fans in the South Side, Sox fans in the North Side, and they, you know, they walk with pepper spray because it's a, <laughs> it's a dangerous thing. But yeah, like those are national teams. I mean, those are national brands, so to speak. For but I in had, their hometown is where they're okay. I had a um, the agency that I worked in before I started Reformation. I had hired um, a woman to come and work for us, and she was from um, from Florida, and she was a big University of Florida fan. Uh, that's the Gators for those of you in the South. College football is very important, so <laughs> she was a Gators fan. Well, the the place that I worked was in Knoxville, Tennessee, which, if you don't know, is the home of the University of Tennessee, which is the Volunteers. And those fans for Tennessee are militant and they are very obsessed in their football team. The, the prefix for the phone numbers is VOL. I mean, they are super obsessed with their local football team. So her being a big time Gators fan and wanting to fly her flag from her house in Tennessee, I had to literally take her to, to a side and say, look, you may not want to do that here. <laughs> so again, figure out in that area what's important. You know, if you're in a college town, 
that college team is likely important. If you could find a way to align with it, you know, do some sort of co-branding with it, uh, you'll, you'll garner support that way. So that's another thing that you can do. You know, whatever the local obsession is, figure it out. See if there's a way you can align yourself to it. Now let's take a break and hear from our sponsors for this episode. And when we come back, we will hear more details about local marketing. This episode of Straight Chat is brought to you by Tresta. Tresta is a business phone app for your iPhone or Android that allows you to activate a business phone number instantly and make and receive unlimited calls and texts right from the smartphone you're already using. Whether you're a freelancer or a founder, growing your business is all about communication and networking. You've got to be available, no matter if you're in the office, traveling for business, or working remote. Tresta's virtual phone system allows you to separate your personal and business phone numbers to get work done anywhere at any time. Tresta also comes equipped with powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, and user groups. It's easy to configure so you can set everything up yourself all online and customize your call flows based on your business needs. Tresta is the best phone system for small businesses and entrepreneurs whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete business phone system. It's just $15 per user per month and comes with a 30-day free trial so you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently from anywhere with Tresta. Start now at tresta.com forward slash straight shot. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com slash straight shot, all one word. This episode is sponsored by RIMS, a global organization dedicated to the profession of risk management. For nearly 60 years, RIMS has delivered the latest strategies and resources that allow risk professionals to grow, innovate, and succeed in any business. RIMS works with industry leaders to provide content and online training that business professionals can turn to. Topics include business continuity, cyber risk, risk management techniques, the fundamentals of insurance, and more. There's also a private members-only site where people can discuss sensitive issues and get honest answers. Members have been leaning on each other as we all navigate this pandemic. If you're concerned about the safety of your employees and the sustainability of your organization, then you need the resources and connections that RIMS provides. Learn more at go.rims.org forward slash shot. You could get 25% off a year-long membership. Okay, now are there any um, universal methods for reaching a local audience regardless of who they are? Um... Yes and no. Oh, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> uh, there are no universal methods or tricks, like I said before. That would make it uh, too easy. It is all based on who you are and who your audience is. But with that understanding, there is a, a, a few things that, that I could say. If you decide to use Google AdWords or search engine advertising, which for a lot of people that's going to be within the strategy that you should consider. But if you're going to do it, make sure you limit it to your local area. 
so these are things about limiting what you're going to do. You can go on Google advertising and buy uh, advertising for the entire world. You don't need the entire world. If you're looking at local marketing, you need your local area. So you can do limitations when you're doing your advertising. If you're going to advertise using social media, same thing. Be sure to limit it to people that are within your local area. You don't need to pay for impressions that fall outside of where your local customers are going to be. And you need to know which social media platforms your customers are going to use. So not only do you not want people that are outside of your jurisdiction, if you will, but if all of your consumers are young people, right, aged 18 to 22, for example, yep. you don't want to be on Facebook or LinkedIn because they're on Snapchat. So you need to make sure, again, you have to know your customer in order to trim what it is you're gonna do. It depends on your audience. The other thing is, depending on your business, you can use directories and websites that are location-based. For example, uh, Yelp is one, uh, Angie's List, Home Advisor, um, AVVO is another one that's for, uh, for lawyers. But those will be dependent on what industry you're in. But these website directories have replaced the Yellow Page phone book directory, which was very vital in its day. You know, that's that's a universal method. Oh. Search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. The death of the Yellow Pages <laughs> is one of the reasons why it's so very important that you include your location when you're optimizing your website for search engine. You need to include your location in that work so that search engine directories can use it and help you come up in local searches organically. Now this is just part of what SEO is and some will say that organic reach is also dead, but it's, it's not completely dead. Uh, again, depending on your industry and your location. Uh, another area I would say is um, business networking. Join your local chamber. You will have a local chamber undoubtedly where whatever community you're in. And their job is the business community in that local area. So chambers are good. And if you need more information about your local chamber, <laughs> you can also refer back to another podcast we've released recently on the Small Business Startup Series about chambers of commerce. Yes. Go on. It's part three. <laughs> uh, the other thing that you can do is join a local networking group. Now, most chambers have a networking component, but there's lots of other ones as well. Uh, in our area, there's the NGBC, there's BNI, there's PowerCore. There's lots of local networking groups that are centered around marketing and networking with other businesses in your local community. So that's an, another one, I guess, that's someone universal for local marketing. Uh, other local-centric tools, uh, assuming your customer base is going to be local, since we're talking about local marketing, um, referral programs are very good. Uh, so setting up some sort of program in place that will strategically get your your existing customers to reach out to potential customers and then garner you uh, business that way. It's one of the many ways that we promote word of mouth marketing. Uh, another one is uh, email marketing. Email still works. Uh, there's also ways to through uh, mobile marketing, push notifications, geofencing, that sort of thing. Those are also very local centric tools that are uh, are available as well. Um, there's also 
direct marketing. With EDDM, which is Every Door Direct Marketing, <laughs> or Every Door Direct Mail, I think is what they call it. Uh, this is something that's put on by the United States Post Office. Uh, but you can be very specific within a community as to where your message is going to be presented. So not only you know do I want you know Peachtree City, but I can choose which streets and which routes within Peachtree City. So uh, it's very effective as far as being able to really target the people that you want in those certain areas because you can do the the you know neighborhoods within a community if you will um, mall advertising is another thing uh, mall is usually location specific it's going to draw in people from the local community therefore it's a good way to reach your local community local media is another one uh, newspapers tv uh, cable television whether you're using advertising or pr um, if there's a local radio station, again, all of this is going to depend on your audience. Does your audience watch cable television? Do they listen to the local radio station? Do they what? Do do they read the newspaper? Do you even have a newspaper in your town anymore? No. Um, so all of that, again, all of these options that you have that are local based will depend on the readership, the listenership of your target audience. Uh, I know when I was, you know, a young man, 20 to 30 years old, I never watched television. So television would not have been a good way to reach me. Um, so there's certain things like that that you kind of need to, to look at. You can also sponsor uh, community events, sporting teams, that sort of thing. Um, you know, the, the local Kiwanis or the local high school or, again, really depends on what your business is and what your um what your consumer target is. What do they want? Where do they live, work, and play? That's what you're look, going after. There are local tools that are available, but you need to know who they are in order to know which local tool, tools to choose. Right. It sounds like, I mean, just in layman's terms, uh, realize what you do, find out who your target is, and go where the people are in your sure. town, in your towns, in the town yeah. and surrounding you. So the, the trick really isn't, um, you know, what tools there are the trick if you will i hate that word the trick is how creative best and practice <laughs> how creative and effective is your message going to be so uh there are plenty of ways to reach the people your job is to know where the people are select the tools that are going to reach you those know, to people reach in them, that place and then your message has to be very effective at reaching those people a lot of times people will complain particularly about Oh, I've tried Facebook advertising and it doesn't work. Social media advertising works. This is a very known fact. If it's not working for you, it's likely because your messaging is off. There is something that you're doing wrong. It is not the tool's fault. Um, the only thing that, you know, that, that could be wrong about choosing the tool would be the fact that you chose a tool where your market is not. It's not that, again, a mechanic can't blame his tools. <laughs> it's the skill and the, the thinking that goes behind it and how you craft whatever you're doing. Okay, so how would we sum this up? I mean, what is the straight shot for today? Um, first, don't look for tricks. No tricks. Uh, and be wary of salespeople that are promising you gimmicks. Mm. If it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. Um, marketing is a skill-based science that combines psychology, creative, 
and strategic thinking. It's not luck. It's not the latest fad. It's communicating your business so that you can stay in business. So that's that's the first big first thing. nugget. Next, local marketing is centered around targeting your audience within a specific geographical space based on their lives and their audience. So it's not like you can say local and skip all the homework. You still have to know who you are. You still have to know who your audience is. It's just that you don't have to go further than your local area. Uh, but there's still plenty of tools in your local area. But make sure that when you're using those tools that you include location relative aspects to your advertising into your website optimization. Um, you don't want, if you are an Atlanta based um, delivery service for whatever courier, whatever you are, you're going to want to make sure that Atlanta is in your advertising and in your um, website optimization, because you, there's no sense in your delivery service being advertised in Seattle. Yeah, we're not running paper right. to So you Seattle. need to make sure that you're, you know, there's location relative aspects if you are limited to a, you know, a certain local area. Lastly, when you're building your strategy for the local area, make sure you are not engaging in the geographical space that falls outside of your local area. Don't pay for things that you don't need. Now, I had a client earlier in the years of the agency. She came to us and she told me the story. And so uh, I'm going to tell you the story. I've probably told you the story before. He's definitely told me the story before. <laughs> um, she was, this was before she was signed with us, but she was very skittish about um, spending her money. And, and she had reason to be, this is why. She met with the local rep of the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. It's the AJC here in Atlanta. That's our local newspaper. And they, the salesperson came and they said, we are the number one newspaper in Atlanta. And they are. They are the number one newspaper in Atlanta. But the Atlanta metro area is huge. Okay. Now, she ran a, um, a maid service. Okay. She had several people that worked under her and she had a network of homes that she, you know, went kind of like, um, you know, Mary maids, Mary or, maids yeah. or whoever, you know, the, those corporations that have made services. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but she only had a certain area that those people lived in and would work in. Well, she put this ad in the paper, which cost thousands of dollars because the newspaper is not, not inexpensive cost thousands of dollars and her phone started ringing which is great hey it's working the phone is ringing it's great well she got calls from you know the south side of atlanta and the west side of atlanta and all these different areas that were outside of her reach so all the calls that she got you know 60 70 percent of the calls that she got were outside of her her work area so all of that you know, 60, 70% of the money that she spent was wasted. So you have to be very careful about what you're spending and where you're spending it. And don't always listen to your salespeople. You have to ask the right questions. What is your circulation? What is your reach? Can I buy just a zone? Those are all sorts of things uh, that when you're looking at advertising that you need to look at. Now with um, 
with digital advertising, a lot of that is super easy because you don't have to talk to a salesperson to do it. You, if you have a, a marketing rep, they shouldn't know how to do that directly. Uh, but a lot of times with these traditional forms of media, you have to go through a rep. And that rep is going to try to sell you as much as they can. And you have to know the right questions to make sure this is the area I want. I don't need all of this. Do you have something that's only this? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But it's definitely something that you need to ask. Uh, I absolutely think that what you're saying too for business owners is that they need to, you know, kind of watch their own backs a little bit and buyer beware. And they can very easily stumble upon spending more money than they need to spend mm -hmm. by targeting people that are not their target audience. But that, that that doesn't mean that a lot of these traditional methods of advertising are not good. They're still good. You just have to be very careful and very knowledgeable about how you use them. People say, I can't afford television. If you know how cable television works, you probably can because you can buy cable television by zone, by zip code, by certain areas. You can also do only digital because a lot of people are streaming nowadays mm -hmm. and they're not using it. So there are things that are viable if you know what they are. Um, and, you know, some things aren't. But you, it's all about no, knowledge. It's all skill-based, yeah, knowledge-based. Yeah. yeah, education is key for our business owners out there. The more you know, the more power you have in your own hands to make better business decisions. So I didn't give any tricks or, or gimmicks. Hopefully, I believe you said to avoid the tricks yes, and gimmicks. Hopefully that gives you some insight as to how local marketing works. Um, but as far as finding a way you know, to kind of skim the system, there, there really there isn't one. Well, and it sounds a lot. It sounds like you had said really that local marketing works a lot of the same way that you know national marketing works, mm -hmm. yep. just in a more targeted way. Well, when when I, I was handling, I'm not going to say the client, but I was handling uh, national marketing for a, a big box retail chain or two, um, and all that is is you know a bunch of local marketing strung together. So I would do Atlanta and Raleigh and Charlotte and all these big cities and their suburbs, and then anything that reached over the top of them together. Now, uh, it was extremely cost-effective because if you're doing all these cities uh, like NBC and the, the, these, you know, over these medias that, that can reach global are very nice to you because you're doing more than just one city. But um, it's it all starts locally, and then you have clusters of local. Right, because really? those me the message and the the marketing might be slightly different in every area that you oh, actually absolutely. target. Absolutely. You know, if you are if you are a person, a business owner that has you know a franchise or you know a regional area, you know that different regions have different people. That's that's something that I will say too that you bring up um, when when we you know we talked this whole time about local marketing. And I'm thinking local in the U.S. Uh, but you can be marketing locally in other countries as well. And if that's the case, you need to understand the customs and the practices of that location um, because you can say things that don't make any sense in that culture if you're not careful. I have seen it. Um, it could be offensive very when, easily. When the uh, Chevy Nova first came out. Hmm. Everybody in America knows what the Chevy Chevrolet Nova is. It was a very popular car back in the day, um, but it didn't do well in Hispanic markets and they couldn't figure out why. Well, Nova means no go. 
not, not a good endorsement for that vehicle. So there's there, and that's one of the simpler things. There's lots of things that uh, where you cross cultural boundaries and or certain societal rules that are different depending on where you're from. So you have to know what those are as well. And the only way to do that is to study it or have somebody that has experience and knows about other markets and what, what to look out for. Uh, you can't trust Google Translator either a lot of times because a lot of times it will, it will you know, it will translate something into another language and it will not be right. Or will not it will not be correct in in conversation? Yeah, it won't capture the sentiment that you're after. Yeah. Or there might be a better way in a, that language to say what you want to say. It might not be a direct translation either. And there, there's things even if you look at the United States where you're looking at you know California versus Colorado versus Alabama versus Florida versus New Iowa. York. Throw Iowa in there. If you look at all those different areas, the mindset in those areas are very very different. Um, and there's things that will fly in California that will not fly on the East Coast. And so you've you got to kind of know who you're talking, again, who you're talking to. Where they live is is a part of that as well. So. I feel like every single one of our podcasts is about targeting demographics. <laughs> it's a very major component of marketing. It is the most effective way to be efficient with your money yep. and your time, which is money. Right? Right. Well... I guess that's it. That's all we have for today on this, folks. Um, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever. Send us your questions and suggested topics. If you need help with anything that we've discussed today, feel free to reach out to us. Our email is info at straightshot.net and our phone number is 678-825-8086 and our extension 300. And if anybody else has questions like this young man, I can't remember what his name was. Um, um, Mr. X. If anybody else has questions, please send them to us. We will we will talk about them. Here's evidence of it. Uh, we don't just do Q&A sessions, which I know you've seen us do where we take direct questions. But if you have a topic that you want to discuss, let us know. Anyway, guys, until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please leave us a positive review on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086 extension 300 or you can email us at info at straightshot.net be sure to download the straight shot podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows this has been straight shot